Pals, welcome to episode 151 of Stupid Nerd Pals! It is the patron Saint Mew <laughs> episode, um, <laughs> episode 151, same okay. number as the Beast, aka Mew, um, yeah, so it's a legend, it it's a legendary episode. It's a legendary episode with two of us. Yeah, Ryan and I, Andy's working late, Chris is in the jungle. Chris fell into the jungle and never came out. It's okay. Yeah. We know he's there. He he yells at everyone who comes into the jungle, like <laughs> Axl Rose. It's like, you're gonna die! <laughs> In some ways, he's home. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I threatening people with death. Threatening people with death. That sounds like something I used to do. Yeah. Um, like all so yeah, let's just pick up the conversation we were having before we decided to record. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is going to be my last regular episode of the podcast. Um, as I was telling Ryan off air, I am not going away completely, but I am taking a more hands-off approach. Um, I'm going to be kind of like the drunk uncle um everybody's favorite uncle just i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pull up every once in a while to like get really angry about (laughs) random stuff and talk about dragon ball way too much um you could probably expect me in the comic-con episode definitely gonna keep going with dragon ball evolutions every year because we signed a blood pact on episode one unfortunately yeah so i'm i'm forever committed to that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and ever um but yeah so basically housekeeping Andy's taking control of everything he's he's gonna be the big boss and i'm gonna be the one kind of in the shadows and yeah Andy has i i talked with him about this and he has every intention to keep things running the, the way that they're running and if ryan or chris can't make it he has joe as a backup to sort of do podcasts with him he, joe has been on the past couple episodes with andy um he has his own stuff but he's basically picking up the slack helping andy out so i as far as i know it's still going to be two two weeks a month um two episodes a month with zach still alternating with chaos for the foreseeable future and if anything changes in that regard we will let you know but this is where? This just sucks because I've been in the process of moving for the last month. So between seeing apartments and then moving everything in, which we're still not completely done. There's still a lot of this that's like a mess and there are boxes everywhere. This is the first chance I've had to record SMP in a while. Yeah. And it's your last fucking like full-time episode. Yeah. I mean, the, it's just the way kind of timelines worked out because um, the whole reason why I'm stepping back is because I've I'm still got full-time school coming yeah. up in the fall and full-time work and doing both of those things like i'm not gonna have a lot of time for, for like homework and for personal stuff and for kirsty and so i have to, i have to, i don't have like the bandwidth possible yeah. to kind of do what i'm Plus, doing and this is speaking from personal experience um when you guys start planning a wedding you have no time for anything yeah, so it's it's gonna None. be very. And plus, I'm gonna I'm gonna like work on some personal projects. Um, like I mentioned to Ryan, um, I started writing a book. Woo! Um, I actually completed the first draft of said book, so I have forty five hundred words. Sorry, nope. I have forty forty five thousand forty five thousand ah, words ah. of a first draft. And so, There's a big difference in those two numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. why I, I elaborate. <laughs> yeah, I have 4,000 words. It's a book. Um, That's not for children. It's yeah. great. It's, so 45,000 words. Second draft is definitely going to be longer. 
Um, but that's what happens in the first draft. You know, it's like kind of like the vomit draft. You just like put the story down and then you go back and you revise, revise, revise. But yeah, it's, it's, I'm excited to do it. I, I didn't think I'd get this far, but I did. That's all, no, that's, that's fucking awesome. It's nice having a whole, a whole thing. It's, it's fantasy. It's a, it's going to be a fan. Shocking! Yeah, it's going to be a fantasy book. Um, although it's not, it's not going to be too like obtuse. For sure, it's not going to be like a uh, King Highwater of the 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 blue box <laughs> kingdom and his. You know, it's not going to be like that. It's okay. going to be a lot more grounded because I cannot keep all that George Railroad Martin like plot lines in my head. Um, and I also plan to finish the thing, so that's another reason why I'm not doing something as elaborate as that. Um, but yeah. Should be fun. Yeah, you're not just gonna keep turning out books till you're seventy. I mean, you might. I might. I like. I, I'm trying to do some Stephen King stuff. Like, uh. just constantly writing. I've been. I've been pretty good about it this summer. I've been writing every morning. Like getting up and like writing about a thousand words and doing That's it awesome. like that. Just getting up an hour earlier every morning and writing a thousand words got me a full ass. Not great. Not good. Probably, but full ass manuscript in a couple months. So. That's pretty awesome. There you go. I'm just gonna keep going with it. Fuck yeah. So how you been, Ryan? I'm good. Um, we've been trying to maintain some level of normalcy between this and recording Left 4 Dread. Although we got lucky with Left 4 Dread, we had a stupid amount of backlog, which is the only reason why we got to keep putting out episodes the way we mm. did. Now we're all caught up, and now it's becoming like, okay, now we have to make time to record. Which means if I get home at eight o'clock at night, we're recording at nine, which yeah. is you know a lot, but whatever. Um, so there's that. Um, I went to FlameCon yesterday. I didn't know FlameCon existed until you mentioned it. I didn't know FlameCon existed until my friend who I went with was like, hey, do you want to go to this? And I was like, I don't know what it is, but I'm excited to go, so let's do it. So what? what is FlameCon? FlameCon is a queer con, um... That's only been around, I think this was its fourth or fifth year. It's like a baby con. So it's still like fresh and there were still like a ton of people there. It was actually really amazing. And a lot of the stuff there is all very LGBTQ friendly. Mm -hmm. They had special flame con stickers that were instead of hello, my name is, they were um, your preferred pronouns. Oh, that's nice. It was really awesome. So you could get a sticker for $20 that was basically a donation to the con so that helps them fund it Mm -hmm. and they had a gamer lounge which was spelt g-a-y-m-e-r and it was people sitting on the floor playing card games it was people that had tables reserved to play games there was uh people playing smash and the switch and all this other stuff there was a little corner to talk about cosplay um i actually have a friend who was doing some queer poetry there today so there was there's a lot of stuff and i went to story time with cecil and i'm talking about cecil from welcome to night vale it was a magical fucking experience what was that like was that Um, was that a panel or no it wasn't a panel it was basically just him sitting on a stool on stage doing a queer choose your own adventure like Mm. escape from fire island story time oh that's cool and it was great and i'm gonna go back again next year just because i had so much fun but i was re- also really overwhelmed i guess because it felt a little bit more personal than new york comic-con does mm-hmm. because everything was 
queer based. Yeah. Um, I also got to meet Jen Bartell, who you should follow her on Twitter. She's an artist and also is doing a lot of the artwork for Gem and the Holograms right now. Mm-hmm. And she makes like queer space themed like <laughs> pins and patches and all this really cool shit. I got a special pin from her yesterday, FlameCon, that says Rainbow Rebels Queer Space Battalion, and it's the most amazing little thing that you've ever seen in your life. So, yes, everything was very queer and open love based, and I think that something like that is a really important and inclusive con to have, so I was really happy I went, and I'm excited to go. So if you haven't heard of FlameCon, go check it out. It was at the Sheraton Hotel in Times Square here Mm. in New York City. And it was a great fucking time. So, cool. Yeah. yeah it was awesome. Really awesome. Sounds great. Always love a good convention. And yes. I, and I feel like there should be a lot. I think there is a lot. It's just, it's just you gotta like find them. You know, you there's like find them. Ta- tattoo conventions and stuff. They got conventions, conventions for everything. They have a convention for everything. It's just a question of can you get there? Like I know there are plenty of horror conventions, but they're all in places that. I can't get too easily, therefore I've never been to one. But yeah. There's a there's literally a con for everything. You just have to find it. and the fact that Flame Con even exists and there were as many people there that there were, I think is amazing. And it's a absolute step in the right direction. So I really hope that more people check it out and go so that it can thrive and get bigger become a mainstream thing instead of this little i don't want to call it a secret because it's not a secret but like this little baby con i want it to like grow up and be like a big deal so everybody go look it up it should be a big deal not that i don't think that comic-con is inclusive but this just felt like yeah it's a it's a focus it's yeah exactly it felt like a more focused and like safer space yeah so i think the comic-con's very chaotic and you know this didn't have that same chaotic vibe they had like they had water coolers all around the way they spread this out and i was like if i'm gonna take if i want comic-con to take a note from this it's have water stations because (laughs) that you walk the whole thing and then you're like the bathroom is back on the other side yeah comic-con is like a it's a survival experience as much as it it is is like an actual like fun time convention because it's like you gotta you gotta be cognizant of like the air (laughs) 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 this is very like chilled out this was great yeah water water levels it's it's like being on mars a little bit it's like oh my oxygen (laughs) level is low i need to (laughs) i need to sit down and replenish myself i gotta go to the hallway or it's like less crowded and it's intense breathe it's it's a good time yeah any and i are like dressing up this year so it should be like a couple's cosplay, so it's going Oh, be... that's great! Yeah, we're, um, I'm going as the same thing I went as. We're going to be Roxas and Axel, which are, like, the BFFs of Kingdom Hearts. So we have, nice. like... We're going to have, like, matching costumes and, like, props and stuff. So it should be... Yay! Should be fun. I dressed up as uh, Death from the Sandman Sam comics last year, and I'm going to do the same thing again, because that was a lot of fun. Um, my only problem is that it's a lot of black. Mm-hmm. And last year... That's not October, a problem. Well, usually no, but last year, October was hot as fucking hell. Uh, yeah. Climate change. And exactly. And walking from the train to, like, following the weird roundabout way they had us get into the Javits Center. I was sweating my ass off by the time I got in there. Yeah. So, that was my only problem. But no, I don't have a problem with black, obviously. You want to hear something terrible, Ryan? Yeah, always. I've never read Sandman. I've I've also I actually haven't read anything Neil Gaiman except for um, Good Omens. It's like the that only. Hurts me. 
the only thing but on the bright side i just bought american gods so okay. i'm gonna start i like that cover yeah i know right it's nice i got it at That's the really strand so i am attempting and tom didn't understand this which i, I don't know why and I, I feel like there are other people out there that do this there are people that love specific authors and then if there's a book that that author has written that they just sort of love they try to find different editions of that book mm -hmm. and they want to collect them all and he he's like i've never heard of that and because he noticed on the shelf that i have a, two copies of neverwhere because mm -hmm. that's my favorite neil gaiman book and he's like why do you have two copies and i said well one's the author's preferred text and one was the first one that i bought i want to collect all of them he's like why i know that this is a thing i've I'm i've never heard of it but it's it now that you talk <laughs> about it it makes uh, like sense for me like i don't think i i have anything like that but i don't see why i wouldn't at some right, point like I just my don't next think... purchase. My next purchase is I'm trying to find the illustrated version of Neverwhere that he, that's out there. Yeah, like... I just I don't think I found like the book that I I am like I need many copies of different editions of said book. Oh no, Neverwhere is definitely. I mean, fine. Like there's Harry Potter and there's like the illustrated version of like Sorcerer's Stone and you know you have the the UK version which is like the Philosopher's Stone. So. Yeah, but we were the generation got that that got those amazing hardcover copies with those beautiful covers that you can't get anymore yeah so. i would never want to trade those in for anything that's why they don't move with me they're at my parents mm. until we become fortunate enough to be able to purchase our own place they're staying at my parents because i don't want anything to happen to them well i was stupid so i actually i have i have the books but Oh, I, like, no. threw away the covers because I was like, I don't need this. And I, like... Oh, my God! Why would you do that? And I tossed them. So I have the hard covers, but they don't have the actual, like, art, like, book jackets. I give everyone full permission to shun the shit out of Stan <laughs> for that because that... Oh, my God. Oh, my I don't God. know why I... I that, why would you think that was a good idea? I don't know because now it's, like, terrible. Oh. I just... The, probably the worst literary decision I've ever made. Oh my god. Besides your like books, your books are naked. Yeah. And, they're and, they're, and they're empty now. Oh god. I'm like having heart palpitations thinking about this. This really like it yes. hurts me. So sorry. So sorry. <laughs> this fucking hurts me. Yeah. I also got um Norse uh, mythology on your recommendation. I haven't started it yet, but Oh, so good. Those are the two gaming books that I currently have and eventually i'm going to read um sandman because i heard he's you know, he did overture which is like the, the mm -hmm. prequel sequel at the same time or something i heard and then now he's expanding it into like the sandman universe so like there's yeah. going to be more stories so i'm thinking about going back and just reading it um, I mean, I would ideally like to get my hands on, and I need a lot of money for this, but I ideally would like to get my hands on the omnibus yeah. of Sandman, because that's literally ever it's the overture and all the Sandman combined into two giant books that is from start to finish. But getting my hands on one of those is over, I think, $200, so I... That. Yeah, that's... that's that and, and that's just one of them. That's not the second one. That's just the first one, so yeah. I need to wait. Is Gaiman your favorite author, or do you have a... Gaiman and Stephen King are my two top favorite authors. And I've already met Neil Gaiman, so I met one of my heroes. But I had the opportunity to meet Stephen King, and I was too much of a chicken shit to do it. Just go to Maine and just, like, bum around. Just bum around and Maine? I'm sure you'll bump into him at the supermarket or something. Every time he writes a new book, he comes to CBS, so I'll keep working there. But, uh... 
Yeah. Like, he, the last time he was there was when The Outsider was published, and I could have gone down to, there was a huge line of people outside of CBS, and I was like, well, somebody's here. And when someone told me it was Stephen King, I stopped because, oh my god, I'm literally 10 feet away from him and I can't say anything. Yay! I couldn't move. I, yeah. But I absolutely adore him. There, yeah. on our bookshelf, we have, we have Stephen King covering two different shelves because there's so many. I have a signed, I have a signed edition of The Eyes of the Dragon. Oh, is that the fantasy one that he wrote? Mm-hmm. Here I, go. so, my parents used to read that book to me as a kid, actually. Yeah. This is like the old ass. This is like my parents' copy. They had this and they, you know, decided to, uh, like, take down some of the books that they have on their library shelf and i was like well before you get rid of all this stuff let me look through it yeah so i got their copy of the cimmerillion and i got that yeah my my dad used to read that to me as a kid but he would like censor out like like the sex and stuff <laughs> <laughs> it smells like old book it looks awesome it also looked like it's been through some shit which it has yeah i absolutely need a copy of that book because i haven't really read it as it was intended you know <laughs> so <laughs> And haven't read it as it was intended. It's been censored from me my whole life. Yeah, so I need to go back and do that. Um, I actually, I've only ever read Carrie and On Writing from Stephen King and, like, some of his short stories. So he's Well, in... if you ask me, I will tell you to read everything. If you ask Tom, he'll tell you to read the Dark Tower series, his favorite. Yeah, I have the first book of the Dark Tower series. I haven't started it yet. I've got so many books to read. Um... Bizarre of Bad Dreams is a good one, and so is Nightmares and Dreamscapes, because it's all short stories. I have Nightmares and Dreamscapes. I read that one. That one fucked me up, because I read that as an elementary school kid, and I wouldn't... I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) You shouldn't have done that. I should not have done... That was a bad idea. That was not a good idea. I'm I'm thinking of reading The Shining at some point. I think that's going to be the next King book that I read. Oh, that's going to blow your fucking mind. I, I loved that book so much. It... It made me disconnect the book from the movie. It made me look at them as two very different things, like not part of the same universe. Yeah, I only have the movie to go on, so I know that the book is different. It'll completely change the way you think about The Shining. Yeah, so I I definitely want to get around to that. Have you read Cujo? No, I like... It was funny, I was in Barnes Noble this past weekend with um, Kirstie and Evie, and I was like holding Evie in my arms, like flipping through Cujo. (laughs) good yeah there's just i've been actually i've been reading a lot of um books on craft right now Mm. so i've been i've been reading uh wonder book by jeff vandermeer which um if you don't know who jeff vandermeer is he wrote annihilation which was turned into that movie with natalie portman um a movie that i still haven't seen it's really i didn't actually i haven't seen the movie but ryan the book is (laughs) so fucking good it's like it's cosmic horror so it's like um it's basically lovecraft without the overt racism <laughs> and okay and the okay. whole and the whole cast yeah. is is women in the book so it's it's really it's a really interesting read and um oh, that's awesome the the main character is a biologist so everything that she experiences is told from like a, a background of biology so like when she sees like these like cosmic horrors that shouldn't exist it's like very interesting to see like how that's described to the reader it's like you know because like when you when they talk about like shit like cthulhu or whatever the fuck in like a lovecraft story it's like you can't like you can't figure out what the fuck it looks like because it's like your mind just can't wrap around it but like there's like a good two-page description 
of like a cosmic horror and annihilation that like really tries to to take a stab at describing something that you can't your mind can't describe and it's really good and it's actually it's it's not a long read how many pages is it it's it's really short. I I can't say it's more than two hundred, maybe less. I don't have it. Wow. I don't have the book on hand, but it's like it's like a pretty quick read. And it's really good. I actually I also have the sequel that I I had started reading. I'm Authority. It's it's a trilogy. So the it's, oh alright. So I picked up the second one. Haven't really gotten far, but it's it's good. And he, so yeah, basically Wonder Book is like a really good craft book. It's it's beautiful it's like illustrated and it's it's really focused on writers who write science fiction and fantasy because you know if you ever pick up a book on craft it's it's usually like a more general perspective and leans more toward literary fiction and that sort of thing this is more geared towards people who want to write genre and it's it's really good um obviously this is an audio medium so you can't See? You can't see any of what we're showing each other, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, but like, check this out, Ryan. Like, the whole book is like this. It's just oh my like God. It's, it's just like art and like really cool, like visual representations of what it's like to have imagination and to like write stories. That's it's, beautiful. It's like awesome, and the whole the whole book is just like crazy, crazy art and stuff with craft. That's stunning. Yeah, it's great. Highly recommend it. Um, this has been the SMP Book Club. Yeah, this is great because nobody else fucking reads books. You think Andy's gonna be on here and like talk about? No. No. He's, he's gonna be talking about Spider Man, which is fine. Which is fine. Andy's which is fine. Not shaming you yeah. for liking Spider Man. <laughs> nothing. Nothing wrong with your taste. Not everybody reads actual literature, literature but like yeah. this is like the only opportunity that I get to talk about this. So I'm I'm taking it. This is, this is the book the book club episode. This is the it's book fine. Club episode. I'm actually rereading Good Omens because the TV show's coming out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I picked up. Which uh, I'm stupid excited for. I picked up American Gods because it was just like a huge. His writing is just like a huge blind spot for me, and people speak highly of it. And so I was like, I really need to like actually buckle up and start reading some stuff the first neil gaiman book i ever started was the ocean mm. on a recommendation of a friend and i was like this is fucking weird i love it and then from there i went to the graveyard book which that was really that was a fun one that was really good that's it it's the story of a boy who gets raised by spirits in a graveyard and it has like little pictures in between it's actually really awesome and then from there i went never wear american god skyrocketed after yeah that. my so my knowledge of him comes from good omens which i read uh years ago um from i think it was called whatever happened to the cape crusader which is like his batman story mm-hmm. um and Coraline. i read Coraline too Coraline is i wish i read that book when i was a kid like i know it's it's kind of fucked up as a kid's book <laughs> but i really wish i read it as a kid i was I was reading things I shouldn't have been reading anyway, so it was just one more thing to add. To yeah. I, I feel like you should expose your kids to some fucked up literature. Like, it expands well, their yeah. imagination in like, good ways. Like, read, I read Moby Dick because my parents just, they were like, well, she likes to read so she can read whatever. I read Moby Dick far too young to understand any of it, but because of that... I was a little bit ahead of the reading curve growing up, which was fine for me. I could basically do whatever the hell I wanted. Yeah. Uh, I think when I was in third or fourth grade, we read The Dollhouse Murders, or something about a dollhouse, and the dolls, like, set themselves up 
to like reveal like what happened in the house and it's it's not a kid it really i mean it's not a kid's book but we all read it so it was <laughs> fine but and then i found edgar Allan poe that's what did it poe is really cool because poe um not only did he write like that real good macabre moreau shit but like he also like invented the detective fiction basically yeah um so he's he's really cool and i as far as i know not as racist as lovecraft as far as i know no he was just a little nuts yeah that, that was really hopefully it. not a he racist. was a very like morose and a little nuts but that's about it um lovecraft had problems <laughs> lovecraft but you see there I, lovecraft i understand what lovecraft did for the genre i understand what poe did for the genre there is no such thing as like the perfect writer in the sense that they're humans so there's obviously going to be some problems like there's some like i love stephen king but there's some stuff there's some shit that he writes in his earlier books where i like i cringe reading it because i don't i don't my i don't agree with the language but you write what you know and whether that is a reflection of king himself or a period that he grew up in and stuff that he experienced that's it is what it is but he uses problematic situations all the time if you've ever read the green mile in case in fucking point yeah how do you how do you reconcile like a problematic fave like i try to i try to read it as not a reflection of the author i try to read it as a reflection time because if it's someone that i admire i don't want to think of them that way which i know you shouldn't do but I, I haven't heard anything about, especially someone like King, being the kind of people that he writes. He writes what he knows. Now, Lovecraft, on the other hand, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Mm. But... Lovecraft is really... Because I used to... I was all about Lovecraft uh, growing up. You know, like, I, I read, like the complete i had like the complete thing you know when i started dating curiously i was like oh you gotta read lovecraft and like <laughs> i tried to get her into it and like she couldn't really get into it but she tried and it's she just tried. That's it's, the most important. yeah it is and it's just i don't know it's just one of those things where it's like i try to think of it as like the death of the author type thing where it's like what he what he thought and maybe even his in- writing intent in writing about like the other is his intent and i don't have to interpret it that way you know what i mean like it's 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 what i read it as and it's like the what the reader gathers from it and i mean like yeah i feel like that's also the the majesty of books themselves instead as opposed to movies and tv shows because and I, i this is why growing up i was one of those i was one of those assholes where i was like well the book was better because the book allowed you to use your imagination however you want as soon as you see a movie, that's what you see. And I, that's why I don't think everything that exists written down in a book should be made into a movie or made into a T-show. Like, I really hope that no one ever touches I'm terrified to think of what would happen if they... T- you took The Hobbit and you made it into three fucking movies, okay? Like, that That was... that. Get, get Peter Jackson out of here. He's done. Like, Leave I, him well, home. Here's the thing is, Peter Jackson... So, I've been going back to things like dead alive like his older creepy like b movie stuff that he used to do and i want that peter jackson back if you've ever seen dead alive you or it's actually called brain dead here Mm. but you have to check it out it is fucked up but i would much rather watch him do that all over again than have him another similar go back to verse like go back 
Go back to the shit you used to do before Lord of the Rings crap. What about and King Kong? Talk. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. No Jack Black, no, like, no, 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 Mostly because King fucking Kong is coming to Broadway and that's just unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> that's the face I made too. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So, Sumerian, that's, what was that about? Is that like Aragorn's dad, like he goes to the mountains for like a weekend? It's like a whole other beast. Is it like the... Read that when you have like a year. Is that like a prequel to like The Hobbit? No, I don't think I... I can't remember. Is it like the Hobbit Overture? Is it like a sequel and prequel? It's like it's like it's in universe, but it was it's better before Frodo and all that. So does that mean you don't like Lord of the Rings? I know I love Lord of the Rings. I have a tattoo from the Hobbit like on the Which Hobbit? The the Hobbit. The titular Hobbit. I don't I don't have a tattoo of Bilbo Baggins (laughs) on me. But I I have not all those who are lost. No, Never! No, I have um, not all those who wander are lost as a tattoo because it resonated with me. Mm. And it stayed with me. I'm keeping that right here. You can't see where I tapped that. That's fine. All these fans that. <laughs> right here. <laughs> right here. I can be fucking anywhere at this point. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't have Bill Baggins. Not yet. No, that's my tramp stamp. You should get the, um, you should get the, the Rankin Bass, like, animated <laughs> series version. <where> he's like... <laughs> Or he looks like like grumpy from Snow White. Here's a, you know what? Here's the thing is I I remember watching that when I was growing up, thinking like that is the best that it's ever gonna get. And if you watch it as an adult, it does not hold up. It really doesn't. But it's still a good fucking time. But it really doesn't hold up, and it sucks. But it's okay. <laughs> Ugh. I remember renting that from Blockbuster. Yeah. Nobody, I don't know if anybody else out there remembers what a fucking Blockbuster looks like, but... I do. It's blue. It smells it's blue and yellow. vaguely it smells of plastic. plastic. Yep. Um, there's like a, a kiosk in the corner that's playing a very old copy of Pokemon Snap. And yeah. the, print, the printer doesn't work anymore, but it's still there. And like uh. the, the screen is like faded from like being bleached by the sun. Painting a picture of, like, the utopian blockbuster. I miss blockbuster. Me too. It's where, like, every Friday, go on and be like, you can can rent out one movie and one game. And being like, let's go. That's where where my my crippling indecision as an adult stemmed from. Like, just being in blockbuster not knowing what to pick because there's too many options. Well, my mother never knew what to pick for her and my father to watch, which left me plenty of time to go to the horror movie section and read every single box in the aisle and stare at the covers and try to imagine what that was about because I wasn't allowed to watch. And then they left me home alone when I watched Child's Play. A goner. What you can't see is my son Chucky. My son Chucky. Are you going to name your actual son Chucky? Chucky, my baby. Okay, so that is your actual son. Yes. And he talks too, but Tom's like, please don't make it talk. (laughs) It's bad enough he's on display because he's a color... (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, Kirstie's going to have to deal with all my anime toys. <laughs> you guys are going to need a big apartment. I mean... Yeah, you are, because I don't know where you're going to fit all of that. I have several long boxes of comic books now. Oh, and... shit. That was the biggest we'll problem we had when we moved, was the book. Yeah, I think I'm... we had, like, 12 boxes of books. I have, like... I'm okay with uh, getting rid of some of my books, but there's, like, a core, like, set that, like, needs to come with me, I think. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not okay with getting... <laughs> That's kind of my problem. I have too many, like, compendiums. Like, 
Alice in Wonderland, The Brothers Grimm, the original illustrated Sherlock Holmes that I found mm. at The Strand for $5. Strand's real good about that stuff. Yeah, The Strand, I picked up a copy of um, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil that I think $11, and it was signed mm. by the author. And that and it. You find some good shit at the... You sure do. That's where I found my ultimate Jack the Ripper cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the other thing. I have an entire shelf of crime and nice. horror. It's, yeah. And then right next to it is Sam Rat Queen, like, tucked away. I regret nothing. Yeah. Well, it's nothing to regret. Uh, meanwhile, very, very big, uh, complete Lovecraft collection. <laughs> yes! You should just have, like, a Lovecraft shelf. I'm looking into, like, people who write cosmic horror that isn't Lovecraft now. Okay. So I can, like, supplant. So you his... could expand your horizons a little. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not reliant on, like, his work so much, you know. Like There's Jeff, a lot of shit out there. Jeff Vandermeer does pretty good. There's, like, a couple others that I'm looking into, but I don't remember them offhand. Are you reading anything presently? Well, presently I'm reading Good Omens okay, because yeah. of the show. Yeah. But yesterday at FlameCon, I got two Steven Universe comics that I was diving into. Um, I got them signed, which was awesome. I have a little Pearl and a little Steven in each one. I got, two, I got both volumes, so that made my day. Um, and then I also just started watching Disenchantment this morning. Oh, yeah. I still need to start <laughs> that. Is it good? <laughs> I, I, it's, it is. But it's a little slow, but mm. not in like a bad way. It just it's it's taking its time to build up this world, and I don't have a problem with it. I actually I think it's really fucking funny. I like that Abby Jacobson is the voice of the princess, mm. um, because she does not make all the right choices. Awesome. Yeah. Lucy is my favorite character now, and everyone should go check that out too. It just dropped on Netflix what last week? I think. I think it came out Friday. Well, even better. So look, it dropped on Friday. Yeah. So you should be watching Disenchantment. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta start watching that. I've been, I've been actually watching a lot of Anthony Bourdain, like um, Parts uh, Unknown. Oh yeah. yeah, I, I'm not ready R. I. P. for that yet. R.I.P. I'm not I'm, ready for Parts Unknown. Just like I'm not ready to watch that Robin Williams documentary. Yeah, I actually, he's another, he's another writer that I've been like looking into, um, reading more of because like I just, I kept putting it off, putting it off, and now like he passed, and I was like. Now is the time. So I now just, is the time. Yeah. I got I got the audiobook version of um, his Kitchen Confidential, and I bought Medium Rare like in print because it was like five bucks on Amazon. Oh and wow! Okay. He actually he actually wrote several like fiction novels, which I didn't know about. Um, yeah. Like crime fiction. So I'm looking to check that out too. Um, but yeah, I've been watching that. Um, I haven't been reading comics. They've been like my to read pile has been growing a concerning amount yeah, because so <laughs> of like work in school and i'm actually i actually have to pare back my pull list because i just can't keep up with like superman and batman and x-men and i haven't even been playing a lot of video games i just picked the sims back up after seasons came out so that has been the extent of my video yeah i've been like doing a lot of portable because that's like the the go-to when i don't have a lot of time because then i can play it in anywhere it's another reason why i like books because you just fucking pick up a book you know yep. and so that's why i've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of portable playing lately um, tom just started super mario Odyssey last night so good that game <laughs> i love it i think uh, it's just a lot of fun yeah, it's really good. I've been playing um, Dragon Quest Eight on the 3DS, um, okay. which is like a really, really fun RPG by the 
well, not by, but like with character designs and art by the Akira Toriyama who did Dragon Ball, and so it's very nice visually. I, I, it's a, it's basically a remake slash port of like a PS2 game. Um, so I originally played some of it on the PS2, but didn't get very far. So I'm playing it now on the 3DS. I'm also playing Yakuza 6 on the PS4, which is great because you get to be a honorable Yakuza running around punching non-honorable yakuza's and punching everyone yeah and he's got he's got a baby in this one so sometimes you're like trying to like carry the baby around and like buying milk for it and like oh my god because <laughs> he's like he's like one of those tough like og gangsters who's like trying to get out of the game and like he's got responsibilities now and he's just got like this strong sense of honor but then you, he turns around and he like punches dudes in the face and like throws them into cars and shit so it's it's a good time it's real good. Um, I think the next thing, anime-wise, is like, which it's your fault that I watched season one to begin with. It was it's so real good. good. I mean, it Dracula so cries good. tears of blood, and Ryan Smash Brothers for the Switch has Castlevania characters in it. So I know I'm super excited about that. So yeah, me too. Um, Dracula is going to be in Smash Brothers, and he will fuck up Mario. You know that they're making uh, Smash Brothers specific controls for the Switch, right? Hold on a second, I'm getting a call. Okay, have fun with that. Can you hear me? Yeah. Except yeah, I gotta, that was I really gotta help funny. with the groceries. Oh, have fun with that. Yeah. Um. We can wrap it up. Yeah. Do you want to? I, I. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Like okay. Been, how long have we been recording for? We've been recording for like an hour. Okay. Like Forty-five minutes. That's fine. Um. What the hell was I talking about? Castlevania. Lost my train of thought. You were talking about Castlevania. Oh yeah, Castlevania. We were talking about Smash. So yeah, like Castlevania characters are gonna be in Smash Brothers. Dracula is not playable, but he will show up and will murder someone anyway because he's Dracula. Yay! And I guess that's it, right? Let's wrap it up. Nothing, nothing else really (laughs) this week. No, but it was it actually this was you and I recording. We had left Andy behind, as you know. Yeah. Um, I think I've now recorded a solo episode. All of yeah. Sure did. Officially. All right. Well, that was episode... What episode? I said it at the beginning now. I lost it. Was it 151? Yes, 151. 151. And that's it? Yeah. My last regular episode, but I will be back. Stanley will return in Avengers 4. God. (laughs) By the way, no one can post anything on the internet about Stanley without me having, like, a shit fit. Like, every time I see his photo pop up about something, I'm like, oh my god, this is it! No, it's not. Okay, great. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, you would find Super Nerd Pals. Did you say this? You can find Super Nerd Pals on the internet, supernerdpals.com, nerdpals.network, at Super Nerd Pals on Twitter, Facebook. and Super Nerd Pals on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash Super Nerd Pals, SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Super Nerd Pals, <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, we out, Everywhere. we out there, yeah, and catch, uh, catch Zach next week. I don't know what he's doing. I feel do we ever we just know that he just does his episode he shows up in the night with like cause he's in New Zealand so it's like 3 in the morning he's like I got the episode ready and I was like okay I don't know what the fuck it was about but like good great I'm happy get it up oh, I'm gonna like come home like middle of the night like from the bar or something he'll be like on the street corner with like a trench coat and he just opens it up and there's like and his, the his like iPhone on there with like the, the cover on he's like I got the next one that you like now, Kingdom Hearts, kid? I got it for you. That's how everyone's going to do Zach from yep. here on in. That's, Good, that's great. It. I've done my work. This is it's my canon. 
This is my, this is my contribution as I depart. <laughs> Good fucking job. This is a great last episode. Books rule. Woo! I'll be back. Don't worry okay, about it. Okay. Thanks for listening. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Ryan. <laughs>